happy hour from Uptown New Orleans. I am the very right Reverend Brother Pastor Deacon Dr. Andrew Ward, sitting in for Grant Morris, who's off with yeah. penguins doing some Kiwi stuff in the sunny South Pacific. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and pull up a stool sample, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is that no matter what they look like, what they smell like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you, because that's New Orleans. And this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than that we're all New Orleanians in a bar. Today we're at Wayfair on scenic Ferret Street. Ferret Street, ladies and gentlemen, where 14 years ago the only thing you could get here was stabbed. Wayfair <laughs> is a restaurant and bar serving handcraft food and spirits seven days a week. Wayfair has a three-hour happy hour every day when you're not good enough to see double, but you'll make it seem triple. Three hours every day from three to six. Everything is half price, drinks and appetizers, and they do an awesome brunch on the weekends. Wayfair on Ferret Street. Ladies and gentlemen, I have not one, not two, but three extraordinary guests with me here today. Miss Abby Isaacoff. Hello. Who grew up near Philly, apparently. She's a Quaker. Partially. A partial Quaker. We'll get into that, which means she doesn't like quiver too much. Like a partial Quaker. We'll get into that later. And is now a New Orleans-based comedian, paralegal, and single mom of four. She does stand-up all over town. You basically can't avoid her anywhere. And she is a member of the sketch comedy group called... The Second Line Show. She currently holds championships, titles in all... Of New Orleans comedy game show competitions and routinely struggles with necklace untangling. Andrew Larimer to my right over here was the original artistic director of the NOLA Project Theater Company. That's true. And he's also involved with something called Men on Boats. What's that? Well, so Men on Boats is our next production that opens March 22nd at Lusher High School. It's a pretty great show. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it. Men on Boats. Is this about semen? Uh, it is. It's a, it's a send-up of, of a male expeditions uh, by an all-female cast mm. portraying the, the ten men who went on the Colorado River expedition that discovered the Grand Canyon. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we are going to delve deep yeah, into, the Grand, deep into the Grand Canyon Yeah, we got to delve deep into the Grand Canyon. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that everybody knows that, as usual, I mean, he's a fixture around here. It's like a fungus on It's New Orleans, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. We've got none other than Andrew Duhon over here, Grammy-nominated musician and a person who's going to tell us a lot about Vinyl is Final and a new album coming out soon. Absolutely. All of that. And, Andrew, I have to say that when Grant said he couldn't make it today, I was a little bummed. But after your intro, impeccable intro... I'm not bummed anymore. You're doing Thank you. great. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. I, I appreciate that. Speaking of being bummed, tell us about being a paralegal, mm. Abby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do legal work. I mean, like court running. I'm in the courts all the time. Which court? Do you do civil traffic, juvenile? Uh, it's all criminal defense that I do. You know secrets Are, you can't tell other people? I've seen bodies, you know. Um, yeah, it's pretty grody. But... Um, yeah, it takes me all over uh, the parishes, downtown, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just doing like 30% of what a lawyer does, but having to preface it with, but I'm not a lawyer, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Do, you, do you do that in your personal life as well? Yeah, always. Do people come to you for advice? That's not allowed <laughs> as a paralegal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get back to you presently. And before we even delve into the deepest depths of the mule carts going down to the Grand Canyon, all uh, run mule train-wise by women, yeah. there's some breaking bit of news that the world needs to know about you, uh -oh. Andrew Lammer. What just happened, and I don't mean the explosive stuff, outside of Austin, Texas, last weekend? Well, so uh, so this weekend, my, my uh, girlfriend uh, and I went to the Renaissance Fair outside Ooh. of Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sherwood Forest Fair uh, in a beautiful forest, you know, light streaming through the trees and all that. And there in, in sunny Austin, Texas, I asked her to marry me, and wow. she said yes. I feel hey, like I should have that. Uh, I feel like that's otherwise important. I could just leave that story hanging and kind of walk out the door. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. It was a, a lot of fun. Larry gonna marry her. Larry gonna, gonna marry her. Oh, that's good. Wedding Bravo. hashtag right there. there. <laughs> so one of the things that the world should probably know about you, Andrew, is that you're currently pursuing an online master's degree in data science from Berkeley. That's right. Which is one of the more boring things I've ever heard in my entire life about anybody. <laughs> And yeah. you just went it's to a renaissance festival outside of Austin, <laughs> and you're marrying, like, an elven goddess that's all about archery. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you've seen the picture. I she's, do Facebook she's stalking. Got her, it's a real uh, thing. She's got her, like, elf ears on and her bow on her back and this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, true form stuff. You know, that was her and her real, her real environment. So how so, did a data uh, analysis person <laughs> snag an elven goddess? I don't know. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. You, you got her drunk. Confess. Yeah, I got her, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we... Um, 
Yeah, uh, we, we went over there. Her best friend was going to be there, and that was kind of part of the part of the magic of it. This is her favorite place in the world, is at this particular Renaissance she fair. From? She is from here, mm-hmm. uh, kind of here and Beaumont, Texas, kind of between there growing up. Where Janis Joplin's from, right? She lived in, oh. she, yeah, she lived in uh, Austin for, for 11 years after Katrina, and then she, she came back here to, uh, to reconnect with home. And home reconnected with her, and uh, we had known each other back in high school as well. So wait, where was, kind of a, wait, where was that? Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Noka is where we knew each other oh. from before. So she was classic. She was a theater person. I was in musical theater at the time, you know, and, you know, and um, and so uh, she was actually dating a friend of mine at the time back <laughs> then, you know. Uh, and, and where is he buried, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. And uh, still a great friend. Uh, uh, but she came back around. We we reconnected when she came back to town discovered, you know, love of games and, and games, love renaissance games. fairs and nerdy things like that and started going back to the fair and stuff together and and one thing led to another and then, you know, it was the right time. It was pretty exciting. It was, the, you know, never something that I thought uh, like many men, I'm sure, that you kind of think you're going to put it off as long as you can be like, alright, how long how long can I get away with not doing this kind of thing mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, eventually it kind of crossed over to be more exciting to make long-term plans with her than to think about any other, you know, possibilities yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of, uh, it was the right time. It was exciting. It went down really well. Do uh, you guys want to hear the, the whole yeah. the was whole there, breakdown? You, you ready for this? There was a joust. Yes. We did see a joust. Guy got knocked off his horse by Lance, which, you know, from like seven feet up on the horse with a full plate armor. He's got a smart. That would not Ooh. be fun. So they immediately run it. I'll get back to the engagement in a second, but we got joust talk. <laughs> Andrew asked about jousting, and I'm going to talk about jousting. So uh, so then the, so they immediately, of course, like rush over, like stand him up, like uh-huh. lift up the, the yeah. helmet and get start like there. asking him the questions, yeah. like see yeah. if, you know, we, which because you... So you know, like terrible things have happened to these people oh, during yeah. these Renaissance jousts, right? Like this was a no, no joke of you know situation. I right. mean, of course, there's still like the the jester guy going around <laughs> and trying to make everything seem okay. Like but this guy clown, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he got like sailed through the air off the back of a horse. So that was pretty tense. Is anyway. the guy who is the guy who who got him with the joust? Oh, like, yes, yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's like that's your qualification. That's like your real knight badge. You, you that's know? your, your like, touchdown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Th- there's yeah. going to be a maiden or two following him back. Oh, definitely, to the <laughs> some, tonight, right? some some pantyhose tied around that lance. You know, that's you what I thought you colors. meant by jousting. You know, like a sword fight <laughs> kind of. Deal. No, Andrew, come on, you got to come out to the, the fair next time, and you see that's just a sword fight. That's different. The joust is horses and lances. Oh, so many you. rods. Yeah, so many rods. Yeah, absolutely. There's invented by 13-year-old boys. Oh, totally. yeah. The whole thing is very, yeah, I mean, obviously. So in the midst of the fried turkey leg and the yeah. rodeo clown and the guy that just got skewered like a shish kebab <laughs> on a horse, uh, you actually got down he on found, one knee. Found love, right, exactly. So You so, didn't put it in the turkey leg? <laughs> yeah. Oh is that a God. euphemism? What does that really mean? <laughs> well, that one we did later, but that was something totally different. No, um, <laughs> I don't even know what that would mean. Um, <laughs> so, no, what, so the way we, we did it... Um, so her uh, her best friend was there. She kind of like braided her hair. We were camping, right? We were camping outside the, uh, the, the fair. So her friend like braided her hair and all that stuff in the morning. Um, then we went in, got a bottle of mead like you do just mm-hmm. to prepare. And then kind of under the pretense of taking group pictures, found a nice pretty spot in front of the, the forest. Um, we took some group pictures. And then I said I had a, a quest to propose mm. and mm. Pulled, out a, pulled out a scroll. Oh, Abby, it's super nerdy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Keep going. And, uh, and, and gave it to her to read. Yes. Um, where, you know, this was like, uh, it was a, you know, a request for her to join me on the quest of the rest of our lives. Oh, and yeah. it kind of talked through some of the, some of the things that we'll, we'll do on the rest of our lives together. And I got down on the knee while she was reading that out loud. And, uh, and, uh, and then she said, of course. You know, which was a good answer. Not oh. to be, I was a little bit concerned when she started to read the scroll and like, it sunk in. What was actually going on? How many going people on. were watching her at that point? Oh uh, well, so <laughs> so it was like her her friend, her friend's husband, and her friend's son. So there was like three of them that were with us. Mm. But kind of like right as this whole thing started, this was in the morning at the start of the fair. Uh, was one of the parades that happens through the through the thing. Oh. So then it was like a couple of kings and queens oh. on horseback, and their oh. entourages kind of happened to be coming right at the time, and they stopped to watch as well. Did you get a, as well a, as a couple blessing? of elves and stuff? Oh, uh. oh we, we we did, but we kind of ignored them, which you know I feel a little bit you know guilty about, but no, uh, we had other stuff that we were doing, and then and then some elves presented themselves out of nowhere and and gave us some scones. Mm. Um, 
after after the whole. So was yes. there acid before? <laughs> a bunch of elves just, yeah, presented themselves out of the out of the woods and just gave you scones. I, I was yeah. hoping for like a bugle with a ribbon hanging from it, and like he announced, <laughs> "Yeah, this, it's happened." <laughs> yeah, like, that's on, the thing. On the in the middle of the jousting arena, while that guy was getting his concussion checked out. Yeah. I just want them to tou- joust with turkey legs. <laughs> yeah. That really would be even more amazing. And the meat is laced with acid. Elves are everywhere. Was she it wearing the ears at the she, moment? She was wearing the ears at the oh, moment. But you yeah. know, we're not really supposed to talk about that. That's like secret. You know, that's not. You're not. Yeah. Right. Why? Yeah, yeah. Abby has a question. Abby's got a you're question. You're not supposed to talk about the ears. Well, it's I mean, it's more of a it's more of just a thing at fair. Nobody points it out or whatever. You just go about it. Oh, like of course you were born with ears like this. Of course you're born with ears. Right, exactly. It's polite to like nice. point out that they're you know not real. All right, you know. Wearing ears. <laughs> no, I was born this <laughs> way. Yeah. Abby, we just went really deep into the nerddom of Larimer over That's here. Right. Like, I, I will no longer call you by your given name. <laughs> um, but uh, Larimer over here tells us about some serious nerddom, geekdom, fan to see them. Do you have a dark side of yourself, a like sort of seedy, geeky underbelly that the world needs to know about? I am an open book, and I would have to say that uh, despite the glasses, I am not a nerd. I, I have a loathing for nerds some stuff. I mean, oh, Renaissance Fair. Okay, I'm going to say... Joust, joust, joust. Get those turkey legs. The Ren Fair, I, I could appreciate that. I feel inadequate in my costuming, though, so I feel like I would go there and just be self-conscious the whole time because I would just be wearing, like, a potato sack or something and be like, I'm a surf, whatever. You know, I don't know. I've never been, but, like, the nerd label... I have problems with the nerd label, okay? It's overused. You know, once... I remember uh, a couple years ago, I read some stupid interview in, like, the back of People magazine or something with some athlete, and uh, he was like, you know, I've always been into, like, multiple sports... I'd say I'm a sports nerd, and it's like that is the world has turned inside out. No words yeah, have meaning anymore. Time yeah, to advantage of the inverted nerd pyramid. Uh, yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to say geek nerd, you know. Well, I then, pr- do you have a self classification? I mean, if you're not a nerd, you're not a geek. What are you? Thought. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I don't need to explain that. But uh, what oh, am I? I'm labels. a uh, I'm a dilettante. I would say. Uh, skater on the edge of various communities, mm. uh, gadfly. I don't know. That's good. Yeah, that's skater, good. We're, skater dilettante is real good. Skater yeah. dilettante on the edge of nothingness. Yeah, yeah, on the void. That's extraordinary. Uh huh. How very existential. Thank you. Nothing means anything. So, yeah. <laughs> Nihilism. Uh, drink to that. Uh, Andrew D. Mr. Duhon, were you a geek at some point in time? Were you a nerd? Were you a dork? Well. Yeah, I, well, I was a mama's boy. Tell me about your mother. She's a lovely woman, still married to my father. That's know, extraordinary. Lived a charmed life. Uh, dad's got a job in Houston, but he still flies in on the weekends, you know, and they're you know, just a beautiful, cute That's little couple. That's probably even better, right? To, yeah. Like, you don't have Keep to it deal fresh. with all the day to day. like always Garden exciting and Jeffrey, weekend. right? Like, he only comes to the beach house on the weekend. Ina Garden, Barefoot Contessa, doesn't he only come to the beach house on the weekends? <laughs> You're speaking that skater oh, dilettante language. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Abby, your boss, Graham, wants to know about who is Sven. Oh, Sven, that's my sperm donor. Father. Yeah. Right. Oh, that wasn't in the uh-huh. notes? Okay. No. Yeah. I, uh... Your sperm donor's father? Or no, my... That would be even oh, better. Your sperm donor Please tell me about the baby's grandfather. No, yeah, it's uh, my biological father is a sperm donor. Is his real name Sven? Yes, his name is Sven. Does he wear a speedo and dance on beaches in Sweden? I don't know. I don't think he's ever been to Sweden. He's a criminal defense lawyer in New Hampshire. Huh. It's very... I discovered him last year through 23andMe. Does he want to meet the kid? Oh, he's met my children. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was a whole it was a whole thing. I mean, like I found out when I was a kid that the because uh, I was raised by two Jewish parents, right? And uh, my in mother in Quakerville, outside of Philly. In Quakerville, yeah, that's right. In a a, a friend's meeting house, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, Richard Nixon. No, um, <laughs> but my mother is like 
under five feet tall, right? And they're all like skinny, tiny little like brown Jewish mouse people, you know? And it's like, here I am, this giant, like busty blonde. Aryan nation poster child. Exactly. So it's like, where am I from? And I have like two sisters and they look nothing. We all look nothing alike. So uh, one day my mother, uh, I don't need to go into the details, but she, you know, told me. Have another drink, go into the details. (laughs) (laughs) Make it happen, honey. She told me uh, that, you know, the background that I was biologically the child of a sperm donor, and um, yeah, I uh, thought I would never find out. And I joined 23andMe 2010, and then I just sort of forgot about it because when you have Jewish relatives, mm. it turns out Jews are so inter Ashkenazi Jews, sure, Eastern sure. European, are so interrelated that you end up with like a thousand distant cousins. So I'm just like sorting through them, clicking on each one. And nobody's turning up anything because I'm. Look, it said, you know, my results said you're only half Jewish. So I was like, huh. well, duh. I mean, look at me, you know, Aryan poster <laughs> child, like you said. So um, last year, I like I'd forgotten about it because you know I got like a life and like moved down here, got a divorce, lots of drama, whatever. So I wasn't exactly checking this thing that wasn't yielding anything. Then in March of last year, I got a National Geographic magazine that my mother had subscribed to for my kids, and Vikings were on the cover. And I was like, oh, yeah, that always makes me think, you know, because I always thought maybe I'm a Viking. I don't know. Yeah, you, you feel the call of the sea. Exactly. When you're yeah, yeah, very uh, much. Marauding and pillaging and stuff is big. House yeah. Greyjoy, which is not like, you know, my nerd defense <laughs> sort of. Yeah, Confess. You yeah. completely revealed yourself. You've shown your butt. Oh, my God. Exactly. The Viking marauding, half, Ju- half Ashkenazi. Yeah. There's a lot of conflict in you because there was yeah. a lot of marauding of each other in that historically. Well, or maybe I mean, just like one Northern side of marauding. Europe, I don't know. I don't know if they got to the Middle East. I haven't looked into it. But I mean uh, more like Poland and like the Hanseatic coast. Uh, not a history major here. So. <laughs> but anyway, so I checked the uh, account in March of last year because it, it was on my ex-husband's email address. The 23andMe account. Right. I hadn't checked it in several years. And I found a cousin who was not Jewish or like a second cousin. So I emailed him and I said... What's the deal? Like, do you know anyone in your family, maybe an uncle or a cousin who donated sperm? And he's like, well, I'm on here because I donated sperm in the 90s. So it turns out, like, these people are just like this, you know, the uh, McPoyle family on uh, Always, always Sunny? Sunny? Yeah, well, that's always what I wanted was just like a weird, like, unibrowed freakazoid family, sort of, with, like, mandolins, drinking milk and bathrobes. Like, that was my dream. <laughs> And I feel like I've achieved it. Aim high, it. Abby. I think, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you're on the right track. So uh, he was like, well, I'll ask my cousins. And the next day, this dude Sven bombards me with, like, all these pictures of himself. And he's like, maybe? And I'm like, where's the context here, dude? Like, who are you? And But he said That's his, all it said? It was pictures well, of him yeah, with the word said, maybe. Yeah, on Facebook. So he, like, oh Facebook stalked me. I've done me. that to so many women, know, and they just blocked me. <laughs> it just, it doesn't did, work uh, out for me. Well, did I lo- Sven explain how many people he had tried that with before? before <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so I was looking at his pictures, and it's like I have, like, this bump on my nose, and he has, like, the exact same nose. And huh. I was like, okay. So I teared up. I was, like, looking at it Daddy? in my car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he sent his DNA in. And it was a match. Wow. Amazing. So, when did this happen? Odds, huh? Last year. Like, uh, almost uh, the anniversary is coming up at the end of this month. But wait, how That's did cool. this cousin know the sperm donor from the well, 80s? Apparently, like, everybody in that family a, had been had a bunch been of squirters. Sp- oh, okay. Jism like flying the through the air. Like do. That makes sense. Exactly. Like to spread the seed. I yeah. mean, we have very strong, I've got the hybrid vigor, you know? I mean, it's, yep. yeah. that's why I had four children, Even despite though they have hating only, children. Yeah, so, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to, when you have the gift of, like, golden DNA, you have to spread it. I don't know. Even but, if wow. the sperm count is low, like, they have, like, three sperm, but they're all hammerhead sharks. Right. And they just go they right in there. Big, all the and horn shields and yeah. They, they are, yeah. right? The maraud, maraud the coast and get it done. Exactly. Well, congrats. Congratulations. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about this? Oh, no, it's really good because it, it fills in. I mean, I always felt like I didn't fit in in my family and like I didn't look like anyone. And here, this dude, I mean, there's a picture of me. Like my high school, he sent me so many pictures before mm. I eventually met him. Maybe. In June of last year. Exactly. And uh, he's got this weird high school senior portrait of himself. And it looks exactly like mine, except I'm 
you were saying you used to be a nerd. I was a goth, so I had this oh. giant like. Uh, See, more and more truth comes out. <laughs> Gothic oh God, Greyjoy. That's yeah. a kind of nerd. <laughs> By way of Sweden. My yeah. God. Well, he's only he's a quarter Swedish. He's actually Sven the Fourth, and then I also have a half brother named Sven. So it's just like tons of Sven. What are the other three quarters of Sven the Fourth? <laughs> Amish. <laughs> Or like Pennsylvania Dutch. You, you know. gotta be kidding me. No, yeah, I know. So his it's real ridiculous. name is Moses Stolzfus. <laughs> yeah, and then Amos uh, Yoder. That was his father, and then his mother's people all came from Newfoundland, which is also a Newfies. weird. Yeah, a weird seafaring. Yeah. Yeah, you we, guys you know about that. A, you gotta get in a boat. Have you ever tried sailing? You might be incredibly gifted. I never <laughs> thought I'd be on a boat. <laughs> no, I've been on boats. And before we get to <laughs> men on water. boats. Can there you, you go. Andrew, can you give us a musical interlude at this point in time that will somehow tie it all together? I want to know Jesus. about sperm. Yeah, you can get to Jesus, but by way of Jesus, I need jousting with turkey sticks. <laughs> I need engagement. I need sperm donation. I need gothic. I need Game of Thrones. Jesus. Um. Hallelujah. Maybe holy hump day, but we holler high hosanna down south Louisiana. Come on, do on. Well, you're asking a lot. I, <laughs> I think... I th I think I'll play you a song, and uh, I'll do my you best let our to uh, do the rest. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 make it quite uh, quite abstract in in that sense. Can we do that? <laughs> Grammy nominated musician, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, Andrew I, Duhon. I tell you what, I I, uh, I picked up the test pressings of the vinyl of the new record today. What? From uh, from a vinyl pressing plant that actually exists in New Orleans. What's the name of the record? The record is called False River, and uh, and um, you know. I'm trying to think of like we just got rental bikes on the street and cities have those for a long time. Mm -hmm. and the blue bikes? That's right. And and but they don't have a vinyl test pressing I'm sorry, a vinyl pressing plant, but we have a vinyl Until pressing now. plant. Yeah. And that's and what does that mean pretty, to you? What does that mean for your for your life? Well, it, it means the turnaround time for getting the test pressing and going and listening to it at the test pressing plant with those nerds of vinyl. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they they're like, Yeah, it sounds great. You know, I'm gonna listen to it, but what do I you know, I'm not the audiophile they are, so you know, you can tell them to move along. And then the best part is you usually pay, you know, how many pounds is a thousand vinyl? It's so many, so much weight. It's like $800 shipping. I'm picking it up. I love that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I picked up the test pressing today. I'll play the last song that's on that record that is not out yet. But of course, uh, I wrote the song, so I'll play it for you. a rough edge Oh, look at me now I'm lost and broken down In a valley there were easy ways around Easy ways around The trouble and the shape I'm in But they don't go Places I've been Easy ways around The trouble and the shape I'm in But they don't go Places I've been Forbidden taste You kiss my cheek And then you kiss my face until there was no face left to say Oh, look at me now I'm lost and broken down In a valley there were easy ways around Easy ways around The trouble and the shape I'm in Have been easy ways around the trouble and the shape. 
y'all that was fantastic andrew where can we get this album when uh so it'll be available everywhere may 25th uh you know so you can you can you can steal it for free may 25th <laughs> or you can come get the physical copies uh, uh during jazz fest in fact that first sunday at jazz fest let's see so we'll play saturday at jazz fest but where sunday, which stage uh it's the lanyap stage right on um and uh, sunday uh, there's an event that we're doing called A Needle Falls in the Forest where instead of doing a CD release party, we will do a listening party, which nobody likes listening parties. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> Unless you uh, set up a turntable somewhere in the forest, right, and hang a little chandelier from the oak tree. Who's ever listened to a vinyl record in the forest? Nobody has. I haven't. Wow. Nobody's ever done that. David the Gnome. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Okay, but, but David is invited, as well as everybody else uh, is invited to A Needle Falls in the Forest. Where? Which forest? Somewhere in the forest <laughs> oh of City God, Park. Just, oh, okay, at least in City Park. I thought he was just going <laughs> to leave it at somewhere. I was like, this is a great concept. <laughs> it's but like so on, far I don't know where to go. Like You've got to give us a little bit of a hint. A path will light up with <laughs> just, uh, fireflies yeah. just well, directing like that. you loud. there. Yeah, so I, awesome. I, hope, I hope you'll be there before it even makes a sound. And it's in City Park somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, City Park is just bursting with all kinds of great stuff recently. Like, there's a guy who's at this table right now who isn't you and isn't me and isn't Abby, strangely enough, right, right. who's involved with something at City Park right now involving history choo-choo trains. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Uh, so, so this is a play that I'm, that I'm writing with the Friends of City Park that is called uh, City Park's Historical Musical Train Tour. Huh. Uh, this kind of came, the, the idea was that City Park has this pretty amazing, interesting history. It, it, it factors importantly into the, the history of New Orleans overall, but not a lot of people know about it. So they, they came to me because I do a lot of outdoor theater stuff. Um, and Casey Duplachane, who's the executive director over there, uh, has worked with me on some of those productions. And uh, she's like, let's, let's do an outside, an outdoor show that tells the history of City Park. And I think that it should be on the train, mm-hmm. the little miniature train that, that leaves uh, the amusement park there and kind of drives around the bottom tenth of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, great, let's do this. And then as we started working on the history, we were like, this should be a musical. <laughs> and so we, we, uh, we recruited Paul Sonyat, who is... Um, I, I like to describe him. I don't, I don't know if he's hard to be describing this way as a, the New Orleans Randy Newman. But, you know, it's this, like, piano music that's very lyrically forward and all kind of, like, sardonically funny while also being, you know, um, emotionally rich. And, that's uh, great. And so he's he's great. And he happens to also, uh, maybe just mention, the, the executive director of the Botanical Gardens, so he knows City Park intimately as well. For sure. So we roped him to write the music. We just cast our, our tour guides. 
Um, I so, think I know one of the tour guides oh, on there. Tracy oh. Norwood, isn't there she doing go. that? Yeah, yeah, she's one of the tour guides. So. I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> awesome. It yeah, must so. be true. It must be true. You've yeah. got corroborating evidence. So, so, so that'll be soft launching April twentieth, uh, and then four twenty exactly. Four twenty, a bunch yeah. of people on, on a the colorful train, train hearing people <laughs> sing at them about the history <laughs> of City Park. That sounds right, amazing. So With so all that lush greenery <laughs> exactly. around, I can't wait. There is just tons of new music to celebrate in City Park. We'll have <laughs> oh, yeah. to go. When is the when is the Needle Drops in the Woods party? That's uh, Sunday. Um, uh, the needle will fall in the forest uh, the Sunday of Jazz Fest. Oh so that's gosh, April so 29th. So like all right, the, the end of April, folks, just be in City Park. How frequently does the train run? So it's going to run um, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays three times a day. Mm-hmm. With uh, actor tour with, guides. With actor singing, singing tour guides. On the train. Yeah, you're going to learn so Can much. Can you give us a little taste? Oh, my gosh. Come on, well, give me something. Um, I uh, So... so uh, I don't know that I can do it because there's three tour guides, so I it would I don't know that I could do all three parts maybe, myself. Maybe, maybe, but uh, <laughs> but uh, nor am I a singer to really like uh, to to convey the songs. That makes it songs. better. <laughs> uh, my gosh, what can I like, uh, give me a second to think about it? I'll I'll, I'll pick some part. All right, of it well that you can, think that about that. Do. Tell us about Norwood. Now's your chance to actually like pour, burst her out, tell all the stories. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> she has a really cool. Um, it's not a. It's a Fiat. She has a Fiat with a New York Rangers uh, license plate, hmm. and she has done a lot of theater around town, including the recent revival of Streetcar. Oh, right she on. She was in that. Um, yeah, it's. I've actually haven't. I've gotten so busy. I haven't talked to her in a while. So Tracy, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> <laughs> and so now she's going to be singing on a miniature choo-choo train going through the fourth largest municipal park in America. That's right. It's right up her alley. I'm sure she's thrilled with the uh, the role. Oh yeah, she's she's having fun so far. So I, I I can't sing anything for you, but I will tell you a couple of stories. I love I trivia. Give, so, give us a so, yeah, give us so a nugget. There was a period of time after the Civil War when um, when well first the the land that was going to be City Park was mortgaged to buy the land that became Audubon Park mm. and Tulane University, and this was some super shady reconstruction stuff. It was a I couple of friends of the Shocking. acting governor. Yeah, right, exactly. So then... Uh, when the whole place was under Republican control, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, then, so then there was this... So there was, like, no money. Everything was bankrupt. But the park was falling into total disrepair because after this corruption scandal, it was given to the, to the police, to the commissioner of police, to kind of take care of the park. But the police Great didn't have idea. any budget to, like, take care of this park. So they were like... So they worked out a deal. The police worked out a very New orleans deal to have this other guy come on board and take care of the park in exchange for being able to let his cows roam <laughs> over, the, over the city park. And that guy was like, this sounds like a great deal. Yeah, I'll take care of this. My cows go here. Then he immediately turned around and worked out a deal with somebody else to take care of the cows <laughs> for permission to open a coffee shop on this park. Wow. Uh, and so somebody else did that and started uh, running this coffee shop and then was kind of supposed to take care of the fences and all that. But that guy was obviously more motivated to make the coffee than to take care of the fences. So soon all the fences were falling apart and the cows were roaming just everywhere. And all these people trying to like come walk through the park and enjoy were... were uh, Stepping on cow dung, a lot of cow dung, with especially with the, all the ladies with their long dresses, kind of dragging their dresses through the dung. Not People the were complaining. Nobody liked that. Also, these cows were pretty territorial. <laughs> so oh, no. people were routinely being chased by cows or pursued by aggressive cattle. Um, and, and that is ultimately what led to the forming of the City Park Improvement Association, huh. which still runs the park today. Bullshit. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, a, that's a little taste. It of the was cow dung. It was the cow dung. That's that really amazing. That was the one thing New Orleanians couldn't stand. It was like swampy for a while. They were cool with that. The, My yeah. God, we are a crumbling, you know, <laughs> a city with no infrastructure, prone to fires, floods, you know, Indian attacks, slave uprisings, civil wars, fires, and did I mention fires, floods, hurricanes, yeah. the occasional sewage and water board <laughs> upheaval, and they were concerned for a little poop that's in right. the park. That's what, you know, yeah. Well, that's a great time to let everybody know about our supporters, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now is the time to tell you the happy hour is brought to us today by Basic Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style, bikinis, one-piece cover-ups. Everything you need for the beach and poolside is at Basic Swim and Gym, right next to the lingerie store, Basics underneath on Magazine Street. Not underneath Magazine Street, but at Magazine Street and near Jefferson Avenue. And it's also brought to you by Hangover Destroyer, 
Fire, all the happy hour you can ever drink or listen to. It's the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, HD destroyer.com. Rate happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. And finally, but most importantly perhaps, buy Louisiana legs, workout and yoga clothes. With designs that incorporate photographic art like Mardi Gras beads, boiled crawfish, wrought iron in France and caves in China, and no, that's not a euphemism. You can find Louisiana legs on Facebook and Instagram and you can buy Louisiana legs on Etsy or just get a turkey leg at Louisiana's, oh, excuse me, Texas Renaissance Festival where Andrew is getting engaged to a bow-hungry elven goddess. Hallelujah, <laughs> amen. But let's find out a little bit more about Abby. Moi? Abby, mm-hmm. when you were just a little confused, uh, Dutch, Amish, Viking, uh, Jewish, didn't know it. Viking yeah, offspring, yeah, yeah, yeah. where outside of Pennsylvania? There's a lot outside of Philly. Narberth? No, Montgomery County. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. my, my wife is from Lancaster. Oh, okay. She's like super Amish people. Is she actually? No, she's the no. one Catholic family in the whole county. Oh, okay. That must have been hard for her. They drove her <laughs> out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, Pennsylvania is like, they say it's Philadelphia in the east, Pittsburgh in the west, and in the middle is Alabama. Like, I mean, oh, it's to- totally different. Yep. There you go. That's but, right. But you're definitely on the Philly side. Yes. I was uh, about an hour north of the city, and like, I mean... So I went to Tulane for college and then, like, moved around. And then once I'd, like, squirted out a few kids, it was like, yo, I got to get back to, like, where family is because this sucks, like, not having support, right? So we moved back to approximately where I grew up. And it was like, oh, my God, we're going to go into the city all the time. Everybody loves Philly, right? Like, five times in five years. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so hard to get into the city. Like, around here, it's like, oh, my God, if it's more than ten minutes of a drive, you're not doing it. Mm. But there, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty standard. So let me get this straight. You recommend to all people out there who are raising children now that New Orleans is superior than Philadelphia or the suburbs? Yes. Boom. You wow. got it right here. And I got two Andrews who were born and bred and raised right here in the great city of New Orleans. Duhon, where'd you go to school? Uh, high school? Sure. That's what everybody means. I went to Rummel High School. Archbishop yeah. Rummel. That's right. Yeah. Nice. How do you feel about that now? Did you make good decisions with your life? Yeah, you know, it felt right in the heart. And yeah, I got a high school education, whatnot. Sure. Do you have babies? No. Are you a sperm donor? No. Do you want to become one? I don't think so. It's too late for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have any idea how old Sven was when he did the business? Um, I think mid-20s. He was a grad... Oh, My parents were told that they were all Harvard medical students because I was actually born in Boston and raised there for like five Ooh. years before we moved back to Philly, where my mother's from. Um, But uh, they lied. They lied to everybody. (laughs) And I know they lied to more than one person because... Classic Viking yeah, move. Yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> you no, gotta it wasn't. get that sperm distributed, however. <laughs> and if it, if it takes it was writing not, Harvard on the application. With it my was sperm and magic helmet. My sperm <laughs> and magic helmet. No, 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 no. It was not Sven that lied. It was the doctor that ran the clinic told everybody that it was Harvard medical students. And then, like in college, Classic I got his name. <laughs> like every ball, your Dr. Berger, I still hate you, even though I found the donor, so you can eat a dick. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Or milk one, as the case yeah. may be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In these troubled times. No, but I called him, and I was like, so it was Harvard Medical Students, right? That's what my parents said. He's like, oh, no, it was whoever. And I was like, great, you know, and this was, you know, years before I found out. So it, it was pretty upsetting. But I know that they told everyone that, and it wasn't just the fact that my parents took a lot of quaaludes and couldn't remember, you know. Because right after I matched with Sven uh-huh. on 23 and Me, yeah. this random donor brother popped up too. This dude in Hawaii named he Richard. Also, he also sent pictures with maybe. No. <laughs> no. Wait, no, let me get this dead. straight. A guy from Hawaii named Dick sent you some pics? That's right. Okay. I got dick pics from the islands. Hell That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he was also a genetic match. Well, he was also from Sven's donor. Because Sven had three kids that he raised. But then he had been donating for like a year. Wow. And uh, this other dude was like, hey, I guess I'm your half-brother. And it was so weird because, like, if I hadn't taken the initiative to go online and gotten that Viking thing, like, I wouldn't have had that match with Sven, but Richard still would have been a match for me, like, right around the same time. Amazing. And I was on there seven years and got no solid leads. Hmm. 
See, I mean, I guess one of the most extraordinary things that I'm hearing right now is mm-hmm. the modern era. We're, we're dealing with an entire new sense of what family is, how we connect with people that we're supposedly related to, or we're related to people based on ideology, based on DNA, based yeah. upon geography, you know, and one of the things that comes up a lot, you know, I'm actually a former donor myself. As soon as I arrived, really? like day two at Tulane to get my PhD, I got this uh, postcard in the mail saying, Hi, looking for donors. And I'm like, I'm poor. I can't donate anything. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was like, in this, I am rich. <laughs> and so for a whopping $150, $150 per experience, what? I went in for six experiences. And now I think, like, every time I see, this was now 14 years ago, every time I see, like, a megalomaniacal, green-eyed boy or girl walking down the street, I'm like, you are mine. I just claimed them all. These are the, I have spread my seed. I have fulfilled my biological imperative. And then, of course, I realized when I got engaged, just like you, Andrew, not at a Renaissance festival, the woman with pointy ears, but when my experience came, I was like, I should probably disclose to this person that I probably have like dozens, if not hundreds, of children in Metairie. Mm-hmm. And did you in the, in the proposal? <laughs> I, it was well, in the prenup, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, I, and prior to things like Twenty Three and Me and Ancestry.com, there was you no way for people to it. find well, you. Yeah. What year did you donate in? Two thousand four. Okay, so that was back. I mean, they gave information about you at least, like when my. Oh yeah, no, that was the thing that actually got me to do it. Yeah. Is they said so we provide catalogs. To all of our clients, where we say, "Oh yes, you have green eyes, you have blonde hair, you're five foot eleven, you're da 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 da." I was like, "Oh my!" And then they go berserk about how I look on paper without actually seeing a picture of me. (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" Did you get to choose which medical school they list you as coming from? Uh, Alas, no. But apparently, the the University of Southeastern Arkansas is all the rage. (laughs) But uh, you should join. Have you? Join any of these well, DNA what, what websites? I gonna, I, well, okay, we'll get to me later, but I'm, I'm the guy that just got engaged based upon what you said is what's piquing my interest now. Would you do it now? Would you donate sperm now, even you, though you're in a committed monogamous relationship? Well, you've got to pay for the wedding somehow, right? <laughs> I, mean, this is, I got a cup in my purse. <laughs> I mean, I'm Andrew Duhon now. You, you know, this is 150 bucks a pop. That changes things. That's, that's, no, that's that a, sounds like a gig to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you, I mean, would, do, you, do you suppose your elven princess would be okay with that? Would she be okay with it? Uh, she probably, no, I probably wouldn't do it because I think that she would be concerned. Or, But it's, I think she'd at least think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, my God, all that florist. Think about it. Yeah, right? We'll see. We haven't started. We haven't started looking at venues or anything, so we'll see what this could be, how I contribute. To, I, I think it's time for to put away the turkey leg and take up the turkey baster. <laughs> That's what it's time for. <laughs> Duhan, sir, you want you got the final word on sperm donation right now? Oh well, you know, uh, what about plasma? Is that still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It absolutely is. It's probably not 150 bones, though. I no, think that's a donation. No. Yeah. Mm. No, no, you get paid for it. You get yeah. paid for that. Too. Oh yeah. my god. Platelets is that the same thing? Plasma uh, platelet, platelets. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I'm not a hematologist. Isn't that in the plasma? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I thought, well, artists could get it and, like, make some sort of, like, Play-Doh structures if they needed to, just like plasma. I bet it's pretty cheap if you buy it in bulk. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he gets, like, a premium for Grammy-nominated? That's probably 175 yeah. bucks a pop it's, it's at least. On the, it's on the sheet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's they, the kind of, like, whoa, yeah. he's got, look at all that hair. Yes. I mean, If you like my beard, you should see my back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, Taylor braided her hair before, yeah. and now I guess it's Andrew's turn. That's right. That's extraordinary. Uh, you know, <laughs> now I'm choking on the very concept of it. I got a hair <laughs> in my throat. Um, I'm wondering yeah. if you have something that you've never recorded before that you might be willing to share with us. I'm so glad you asked. Actually, yeah, uh, it's my habit. One of my favorite parts of being of coming on this show when I'm in town is... And you've been on the show, what, like 734 times now? You know, I came as a musical guest years back, and uh, Grant had said, oh, well, it was my second time on, right? And Grant said, oh, man, if I had it my way, you could, you'd come on every week. And uh, what he didn't know is Christian, the music guy, had said the same thing via email. So I just called both of their bluffs, and I said, I'll come. I'll just, you know, be your like, little 
troubadour co-host and have a free beer and meet interesting people and so that's the way it's been but it also it pushes me to write or finish uh, a new song Good. you know have a Very new draft cool. so that last one was obviously on the record it's not a new song but this one is a new song that and, last uh, song by the way no pressure for what you're about to do but that last song was truly fantastic good thank you thank really, you really really soulful like excellent and, you know here we are in the scenic wayfair on magnificent ferret street and it, it sucked everybody in and we good. were right there looking over the mountains of nevada yeah. and seeing johnny nashville take off his hat <laughs> that's right uh yeah well this one's uh less polished and uh <laughs> it's uh it's actually my f- this will be my first public performance of a song that uh that was reaped from the foray into co-writing so i, I haven't uh, been far in down this road yet but you know i'll go to nashville and there's a specific office that you know, hires music, uh, songwriters on a publishing deal. And I'm not one of those guys, but I'm one of those guys that they'll put into the their office with another one of their uh, their writers and we'll write a song together, right? Um, one of my favorite writers uh, currently in that, in that group is uh, a guy named Waylon Payne, and we wrote this song together. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting. I think uh, a lot of people, every, everybody's creative for different reasons, but... For me, writing songs is all about figuring out what it was I had to say. And this idea of co-writing is new because it's, it's like bumper lanes mm. in that game where you have somebody in real time to decide what you want to say just then. But it's not what I have to say. And that's what I'm grappling with is now we're just writing songs. We're not writing my songs, you know, or, or this probably won't go on my record. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a nice little tune. And I'm, I'm glad to, to have uh, written it with uh, Waylon Payne. It goes like this. It's actually about a train, so there you are. Hey, choo-choo in City Park. (laughs) There's a ticket maker, can you make me out a ticket to some place that feels new? Mr. Porter, can you take my suitcase? Show me to my room. I'd like to bed down before the sunshine. Wake up somewhere new that I know I've yet to find. On the sunset liner on that westbound train on the sunset liner on that westbound train it's gonna take us two days to get there from Austin to LA Take a ride through the Pima Canyons Stop at Nero's on the way Pull up to another town That someone else calls home And they're all climbing aboard The same ride that I'm on On the sunset line I am always on the rails The rails are always on my mind Sunset liner On that westbound train
Mirror's a ticket maker, can you make me out a ticket to some place that feels new? Thanks, y'all. Andrew Duhon, ladies and gentlemen, right there with the Sunset Liner. What's the name of that song? I guess it's called Sunset Liner, but I guess I didn't get to decide. So, I, yeah, let's Written call it Sunset Written in conjunction Liner. with Waylon Payne. That's right. That's mm-hmm. a good, like, country name, Waylon Payne. It truly Payne. is, man. He's an <laughs> interesting yeah, it's not, guy. Is that a given name? Yeah, yeah he, uh, it, I, it is, actually. Wow. Uh, he's he's an interesting guy, and he's, he's lived an interesting life. And I'm pretty sure uh, he's got a record in the works, and, and I, think, um, I think people will be hearing about him. But, you know, at the moment, he's kind of one of those guys that you meet in the corridors in Nashville. And he's he's a super talented guy and one of my favorite. I haven't written with many people in Nashville yet, but he's he's certainly one of my favorites. That how, I how did you even find him? I mean, how do you find somebody in a corridor in Nashville and write a you know song about trains? He's part of a, 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 a publishing company that uh, that I'm in cahoots with at the moment. And and they'll they'll put me with their writers to write songs you know I don't have a deal with them you know I still own this the part of the song I, I own 50% of all the songs I co-write you know <laughs> now I'm beastly curious which 50% you know it's like the uh, sunset mm-hmm. oh right no we'll, just, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll split we'll split the 10 bucks you know I get five that's what I mean yeah if the train ever heads back east that's right you know because yeah. you, you, it brings up an interesting point you know you're at the table with three extraordinary individuals oh did I I'm including yourself <laughs> you, you yeah. kind of, that's okay you're extraordinary <laughs> so, yeah you, you have people that work in improv and acting and all the rest. The collaborative process is something that a lot of people never get involved in. I mean, the number one fear in America right now is not a terrorist attack. It's not death by poison. It's public speaking. Uh-huh. And the idea that you're going to work with somebody else to do something in front of other people is like the basis of the phobia of most of humanity. Mm. So... I'm curious about the creative process of how you work with somebody else to create this, and then I'd love to ask the other guests the same. Uh, so you're asking about, you know, the, the difference, or, or am I afraid to write they, with someone else? No, absolutely. The, uh, the, the idea of what it's like to uh-huh. work with somebody else to do something you're going to so, put in front of people. I tell you what, so far, I guess the best I can say is it's like masturbation and sex. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm fully comfortable taking care of myself, but as soon as there's someone new in the room and we're going to do this together... It's a dating game. Everything's got to be right, and we and it's not going to be until the third time until we're really getting vulnerable and we're really writing something that's a little closer to the bone. You know, uh, that song was about a train, and it, mm-hmm. it, it's and he's one of my favorite writers. But we've only written twice uh, before uh, so far. You know, I think I think the the further you go, the more the more the song will actually cost us something. And I think that's the most important thing. For me, uh, when it comes to writing songs, one of my favorite little quips is, a great song has to cost you something. Amen. Uh, and, and, um, and I think it's hard when co-writing with new people to let go of anything that really costs you something. Uh, so right now it feels a little bit like we're, we're writing kind of these cotton candy things until we're ready to really get down to some some stuff that costs but in the meantime that song it did cost us both a little bit because we both really enjoyed uh the nostalgia and we both have experience of riding on trains alone so we did we did put a little heart and soul into that but it's not the same as like writing about you know a true heartbreak or true loneliness or whatever it might be you know artistic sex with a guy named Waylon Payne that's, <laughs> that's right. 50 shades that's right. of gray and Marquis de Sade all wrapped up in a country song yeah. my god with Mr. Jennings Abby you do a lot of improv you do a, I do zero improv you do a lot of paralegal <laughs> which totally counts uh as improv what I'm just going all over the map here uh-huh. you have a creative and performance yeah, I have a creative performance background, and uh, I mean, I did start at improv. I haven't done it in a few years, you know, um, but it was always with the goal of doing stand-up, but I feel like I'm super special because I can collab. I like collaborating with people, and I like developing cool. other people's ideas, too. Like, I like to see I'm a nurturer, and I can take, like, a seed from someone else and help it grow, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I like sketch comedy a lot, cool. but... Stand-up is, like, the easiest thing to do around town if you have the balls to do it and get up on stage, you know, and, like, conquer the number one fear in America, Amen. you know, the public speaking thing. Cause so many people are like, oh, my God, isn't that so terrifying? It's like, let me just get past it. I don't know. 
Uh, some people, yeah, because it's introversion, extroversion. Or to insanity or insanity, narcissism. Insanity, yeah, the ability to completely dissociate from your body and go to, like, astral planes or, like, whatever, mm. you know. I mean, like, basic things, do you know. Do you have any upcoming astral plane projections that the world can know about? I do. Uh, right after this, in a couple of hours, I'm going to the House of Blues for Comedy Gold uh, with Leon Blanda, and that's his show, a lot of good comics uh, on that tonight. And then after that, next week, uh, March 28th, Wednesday, I am on, this is really going to be fun. I've never done this before, but I watched it, and it's super fun. Stoned versus Drunk versus Sober in its new home. It's a double feature show with um, Fake News Tonight, I think is the name of the other show. Okay, hold on, hold on. You, you have got to slow down. You just said like eight things that I'm interested in. Okay. Strung versus, strung. Stone, Stone versus Drunk versus Sober. What yeah. is that? It is six uh, stand-up comedians and teams of two. Two people will be stoned doing their set, two people will be drunk, and two people will be sober, and then the audience votes for who they think, what team they think did the best. Mm. I will be performing drunk because I can't even talk when I'm stoned, and sobriety but sucks. But you, would, you wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> is, I feel like this would be. I feel like this would be something where one of these teams wins every time, depending right. on you know. I mean, the time I saw Team Drunk won, and yeah. I feel like based on that's like partially why I picked oh, it, yeah. you know. But uh, do you think sober ever cheats? Like what? I'm just on Adderall. I'm totally. It was given to me by my doctor. I just took the whole entire box. I mean, what's wrong with that? I'm still so good. Technically sober. I'm not drunk. I'm not stoned. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they, yeah, they fuck were. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so that's next Wednesday at Gasa Gasa, and that's going to be a really fun night. And then on Thursday, I'm on Night Church, Thursday the 29th, Night Church at Sydney's Saloon. That starts at like 8, 8.30. So, yep. Those are my a upcoming good, shows. A lot of good. Uh, oh, and one more um, the XX Comedy Show. It's now a showcase. It used to be an open mic, but it's a showcase now, April 2nd at uh, Bar Redux. Fantastic. So a lot of good really cool. astral projection coming on there. A lot of questionable substance use, misuse, uh, yep. uh, promotion. Uh, Andrew, you want to tell us about anything from substance misuse to the collaborative process to choo-choo trains? Oh, my gosh. Well, we've got a, a lot of plays uh, coming up. We've got the um, Men on Boats, this this great NOLA project show. Now is your chance to talk about that, by right, the way. Right, exactly. So we've got that. This is a great all-female cast about exploring the Colorado River, discovering the Grand Canyon are they, like are you do. Are they playing men? They're all playing men. They're Good. playing the actual historical members of this party, but it's just... Uh, it's a great new uh, <laughs> yeah, script. It was a new play from 2015. This is its southern premiere, and it's just a great play that's kind of like, a, I would call it sort of in the style of uh, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette in terms of that very Ooh, contemporary uh. retelling of a historical thing. And it's Where just, is it being performed? This is at Lusher, Lusher High School uh, by the NOLA Project. You can go to nolaproject.com to find out all the ticket information. But it's just a great send-up of that trope of, like, macho men exploring the great American West, you know, but just, like, through the lens of of women and just telling that story practically. Where are you in that creative process? Well, so I, I'm just a member of the NOLA Project Theater Company at this m moment, so I wasn't involved in that one directly. I've been working on this City Park Choo Choo Train thing, so you can catch Choo -choo. that next up uh, in, in April or May. You know, that'll be running. The idea is to kind of keep that running as a long time, so... Come learn some more uh, contemporary retellings of, of history <laughs> uh, through music. That's yeah. fantastic. So that's April 20th, and then again on April 29th is we're dropping a needle in the forest. Yes, we are. Will you be there before it even makes a sound? <laughs> oh my God. And if is I'm not there, plan? will it make yeah. a sound? <laughs> it will indeed. Who's Someone in? will hear it, and they will tell stories what is of the sound. What is the source of power? I mean, it would be awesome. It's like a solar-powered record player. That does sound awesome. I, I don't have one of those, but I do have power. Perhaps that's a hint to where it is. Oh. There's a lot of great mysterious forest areas in City Park, so I'm going to have a plug-in. Is that where the yeah. elves <laughs> present themselves? <laughs> that's where the elves. And then they give us yeah, crumpets? Yeah, they, they give you scones. It was scones. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gnomes give crumpets. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Point. And so now it looks like it's time for us to wrap this whole business up. We got all kinds of great things being slung down onto the table over the course of the last, oh, I don't know, 57 minutes of total insanity. Mm. How do you feel, Abby? Final thoughts? Uh, Are you going to donate <laughs> eggs, yes or no? I'm too old already. I've done my part. What, are you, part. like 23? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no comment. Duhan, final thoughts. Anything the world needs to know? 
Uh, no, it's been fun. You did a great job as a host, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Larimer, you want to be the host? You want to sit in for me next week? Well, when I get back from uh, paying for this wedding. When, you, when go, are you going to get, well, go you got to like squirt one off <laughs> yeah, or two, I like, go six times office. a day. Right. When are you getting married? Oh, my God. Everybody asks that right away. We don't Where know. We don't have any some idea. kids. It's time for some Larimer grandchildren. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. No, it's right now, what was it? Larimer going to marry going to marry Larimer's going to marry Larimer's going to marry That's all we know so far. Folks, it's been an absolute privilege and pleasure to be here with you on itsneworleans.com happy hour. Our producer is Graham DePonte, who I think you know a little something about Ms. Abby. That's Say right. hi. Hi, Graham. Our associate producers, Allison Moon and April Stolf, and music director, Christian Unrah. Technical director, Thomas Walsh, sitting over there with the most fabulous beard and wingtip hair. And then we got Facebook Live feed director, Asher Griffith, right there. Actually, his beard is more impressive than any other person here, except for maybe Miss Moon. Now, we got over here, fact checker and social media connector, Andrew Sirak, sitting over there, Tulane grad himself. Theme music was written by and being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, which is itsneworleans.com. Check out other happy hours and other shows. Out to lunch with Peter Rusch. Judy at Live at Commander's Palace, the award-winning Death the Podcast, named by Pace Magazine as one of the top 40 podcasts in the U.S., and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. Keep us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media on all of it. We're It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show and others on itsneworleans.com, and our Facebook page photos are taken today by, yes, I've mentioned her twice already, but thrice is nicer, Allison Moon. If you're listening to this on your podcast app, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us, too, and we want the world to know what we do. This show was recorded live today at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown, New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon and everyone around this table, Abby and the other Andrew at Wayfair and back at our office on INO Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm Andrew Ward. Grant will be back next week, maybe if the Penguins let him go. I hope you'll join him and the rest of the crew here and then for more. Happy hour. Thank you and good night.